Welcome to Leadership Lowdown. You found us here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verschereau, and so delighted that you took time to tune in to us and listen in on today's guest. And today is a friend of the show, David Zanola. And David is a senior instructor at Western Illinois University and also owner of Out the Door Travel Agency. And so, David, welcome back. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciated our time uh, a while ago, and I look forward to chatting about Disney culture again. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's funny because we don't often have guest um, uh, repeat performances, if you will, but I felt that in your case there was so much to say and such a moving target because it's been such a dynamic year in terms of, um, of all the things that are going on in the travel industry and in terms of, um, of things in that side of the business. And then, of course, Disney's been going through their own uh, rendition of what the pandemic looks like. So if you would, um, just for those that didn't have a chance to join us the last time, why don't you take me through the two roles that you have? Let's start with your senior instructor position at Western Illinois University. What, what, uh, what do you focus on there? So I am in the Department of Communication at Western Illinois University. Uh, we're a state school on the west uh, central side of the state. And in that department, I teach some introductory courses, public speaking, introduction to communication. But Two of the courses that are kind of my specialty are a class on organizational communication. And out of that area of interest, uh, basically what I did is I developed a class completely from scratch about the communication culture. What is the way of life communication-wise in the Walt Disney theme parks side of that company? And so for the past 12 years, obviously the pandemic threw a little bit of a wrench into that. Uh, but prior to that, for the past 11 to 12 years, uh, I t- taught a class where I teach the students about how everything operates, how it is designed to operate uh, in terms of the culture of the Walt Disney theme parks, specifically in Florida. And then uh, the end of our class is we all go down to Walt Disney World together and we see what is supposed to happen versus what actually <laughs> happens and kind of do a comparison and contrast on the ground. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and you know, it's easy to talk about, but it's hard to execute. And I think that's one of the things that so amazing to me when, when uh, we talk about the whole Disney processes and some of the things that you've been able to coach uh, to the, to the students, it's gotta be a popular class. And I know everybody has some fun with that. And of course uh, you were doing some research yourself. You just got back from Disney uh, here a few days ago, right? Yeah, I actually got the opportunity to go uh, twice within the last five or six weeks. I went with just my son, my my middle son, uh, back in the middle of April, and then just got back about two days ago with my entire family. We went down for just about a week, and it was fascinating to see, and we'll be able to talk today about a little bit of the changes, even just between the middle of April and the end of May, and how things are changing to to get closer to pre-pandemic operations. Yeah. Well, and, and so that, that we're going to talk a lot about that today, but I also want to make sure um, we talk a little bit about your, your business enterprise, which um, uh, that's kind of a day job, uh, but you also have a, a second day job, which is uh, the owner of Out the Door Travel Agency. So that had to be kind of a tough uh, road to hoe as far as um, uh, that kind of business over the last several months. Tell us about your role there. Yeah, so as an owner and an agent without the door travel, it has definitely uh, not been the greatest of 15 months or so since the pandemic shut virtually all travel down. Uh, things are definitely starting to improve. More people are, are, are having interest in traveling again. But we like to say that for yeah. travel agents, 
the past 15 months involved a lot of long holds on the phone and a lot of cancellations, and that's <laughs> just part of the business, and yeah. that's what it was. So uh, it's definitely been a rough year, but we think that things are starting to look a lot better as we move into the second half of 2021. Yeah, and of course, you know, one of the things that we always we always like to um, like to talk about is uh, is is finding people with with expertise and and uh, getting somebody. Um, that not just knows their way around, but knows some nuances and different things. And I think when I think of uh, out the door travel agencies, some of the things that you do and uh, the experiences you've had, it really helps to build um, that travel person's an opportunity to understand and to uh, get some of your expertise thrown in on top of uh, making arrangements. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, you know, I, I actually like to compare it, Vic, to if if I ever go visit a new city, all right, so the first time my wife and I got to visit downtown New York City to see a Broadway show, yep. the first thing we did was reach out to some local friends, and we said, give us some of the places that locals eat. We know that we can jump on Yelp, we can jump on all these places and see the touristy locations that everybody dines at. That's not what we want. <laughs> we want to know those little off-the-beaten-path locations that you say, nobody really knows about this, it's only a local spot, but this is where you've got to try this or this. Yeah. It's very similar with the Disney theme parks. You can read all kinds of blogs. You can do all of that stuff. But the difference and the value in having somebody plan your trip for, for free, right? No extra charge that has been there, has been there often and knows those parks is the exact same way as asking a local in downtown New York City where should I have breakfast that's not just a tourist trap? Wow. You know, David, that, that boy, sometimes we talk about elevator speeches. That just says it all right there in terms of the expertise uh, that you bring to something like this. And I got to tell you, having been in a Disney line not so long ago myself, uh, having your expertise and your uh, sharing your wisdom is really uh, a treasured thing. I can't believe you give it away for free. I can't believe you're here with us again, David. We're so glad to have you back here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verschuro will be right back. The Lansing Board of Water and Light plans to close the coal-fired Eckerd Power Station. A plan by a citizens committee and the BWL will replace Eckerd with clean power from the wind, the sun, and from cleaner natural gas and energy-saving technologies and improve our air quality and environmental health. Learn more about the BWL's plan for reliable, affordable, and cleaner energy at LansingEnergyTomorrow.com. The Lansing Board of Water and Light. Hometown people. Hometown power. Welcome back to the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. Today's guest is David Zanola, and he is a senior instructor at Western Illinois University and, of course, the owner of Out the Door Travel Agency. And, David, you know, as I think about it, when in our first segment, you said something about um, Disney uh, planning and execution versus uh, or, or training, if you will, and then execution. Do you find s- there's so many of us that, that know what we want, but executing it's a whole different issue so do you find that disney ends up uh, creating a gap between what they coach and what they deliver what what are your thoughts on that yeah i actually think that it's quite the opposite i think that what makes them fascinating to study is how well they deliver on those promises of their culture and of their service you know if you think about most of the time think about the last time you were maybe disappointed uh at a 
food at a, at, a, at a restaurant you went to and the service you received or something everybody raved about. And we think about those kind of things, and it's the expectations that we have going in, and we get frustrated when those things don't match up, right? Yeah. Well, Disney is, uh, has such high expectations that being able to, with a crew of, and again, what their numbers are employment-wise now after the pandemic as they start to rehire is kind of a moving target. Uh, but, I mean, we're, we're talking at least 50,000 people, maybe upper 40s, but all just in Orlando. And so when you think about that number of people, if I were to develop a business running 15 people, 30 people, 50 people, creating and maintaining a culture and having my employees know how to deliver on what is expected and what our clients or our customers expect, that's one thing. Because when it comes down to being able to, to touch base and follow up on that many people. It's still going to be challenging, but not as difficult as, all right, how do you create clear expectations for your employees? Yep. And then how do you create clear expectations of how you want them to treat your customers? And then how do you make sure that happens consistently when you have 45,000 plus on the payroll? That's where Disney's, uh, to me, fascinating well i think it is fascinating and for for many of our, our listeners who run businesses and have service uh, organizations it's interesting david that you that you express it this way because because um sometimes in a in a former life when i was running a large division I, one of the things i tried to coach everybody is that listen you think you're competing with just other companies that are in our space you're actually competing with disney and what I meant by that is that is that wherever there's customer excellence service, wherever that exists, that's the bar that everybody shoots at and and begins to expect. So when all these companies raise their service levels, you can't assume that you're operating in a vacuum. You've got to rise to that that level as well. So what when you think about the Disney elements that you uh, have mined and pulled out as as lessons for your for your students. Um, of those, are they are they transferable or is it pixie dust? How how much of this can actually be be learned and taught versus it's just Disney magic? Yeah, that phrase pixie dust is actually interesting because I typically uh, outlaw use of the word magic for my <laughs> okay. students in any of my classes. Yeah, uh, simply because I think magic is an easy cop out term to be able to say something made you feel good and something worked well, so it's magic. Yeah, and I tell them, and they don't like it when I say this, but <laughs> I tell them. Magic is, is all a well-designed, fluid machine that if you go to, you know, Branson, Missouri, or Wisconsin Dells, or wherever you're going to go to see a, a magician, right? Yep. And you watch them, and, that go, and you say, how did they do that? How did that work? If they really wanted to, and they're not going to, but if they wanted to, they could say, here's exactly how I did what I did to make it appear a certain way, carefully constructed, yeah. timed, and operated. A theme park operation to Disney is really not much different. You may feel like it's magic because it happens to you and it gives you, you know, the right emotions and it makes you happy and it makes your jaw drop and you still can't figure out how it worked. But that doesn't mean there's any magic going on. What means is what it means is that they have figured out how to meet the needs of their guests so that they can blow them away consistently without fail. Well, I think it's it's interesting that you say it and and that is really that I think that's a great business way to talk about this, these elements. I, I re just remember just a few weeks ago, I was sitting in the Frozen sing-along over at Hollywood Studios, and at the end of that uh, program, not giving it away, uh, but that program, it literally snows inside this building. 
And of course, when that snow's coming down and all those things are happening, the audience is just amazed. And I look at the, instead of looking up at the snow, I'm looking at my four-year-old granddaughter and how she's amazed at all that's happening. But to your point, there's a very specific thing about that, that somebody designed that to happen, and it feels like magic and wonderment when it goes on, but it's exactly the way it's supposed to work. And so I think you remind us of some really pretty good um, thoughts in that whole regard, David, because um, in this process, um, all of us have those opportunities to design this kind of level of expertise for our organizations, and how do we make that all work? So with that, um, we're going to have to run to this next break, and I don't have enough time time to get into more of this. But David, you, you're offering such great information and such great takeaways for us. So glad you're here with us on the Leadership Lowdown. So glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. Looking for the best value on your office products with the best service in the industry? For over 30 years, DBI customers have enjoyed outstanding customer service with competitive pricing on everything your office needs. From break room to boardroom, DBI can supply all your work essentials. From paper and coffee to storage and seating, DBI, we do office. Everything for the office? One call, one source, one solution. Visit DBI online at dbiyes.com. This is the Michigan Business Network right here on the Leadership Lowdown. You found Vic Versero. And, of course, our guest today is David Zanola. He's a senior instructor of Western Illinois University and also the owner of Out the Door Travel Agency where he provides all of this Disney expertise at no extra charge and so honestly getting great deals for traveling to Disney and uh, having his expertise. It's just unparalleled, and it's so glad to have you here. David, in our last segment, we were talking about uh, my trip trip to um, uh, the Grand, the Hollywood Studio theme park there in Disney World. And of course, I uh, love the Frozen sing-along, make a complete idiot of myself every single time. Uh, and my four-year-old uh, granddaughter was was marveling at the snow. But uh, to your point, uh, that's, that snow is not really snow, right? No, <laughs> we actually call it snope. Because uh, <laughs> it's basically just soap bubbles. There's a, you know, a, a, a big bubble machine kind of up there that blows it. If you ever walk down Main Street... Yeah. Uh, during Christmas time in the Magic Kingdom, it's the same thing. But what's interesting about that is the impact that made. And you said the emotions you had as you watched your grandchild just freak out over how cool that was. And obviously there's the music that's, that's giving another cue that's playing into that. But a lot of the Magic Vic, if, if, if we're going we're gonna to use that, that word that I outlaw for my yeah, right. a lot <laughs> of the a lot of the fascinating things that, that happen at Disney that really kind of make people's heads turn is just about being simple. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I often try to share with my students is sometimes at Disney, they're going to reinvent the wheel. They're going to invent some technology and do some things that people say, what in the world? You just were able to figure out how to do what now? But a lot of the stuff they do is super simple. And that's what I think is important when we talk about transferable concepts into the business world. You don't always have to do something that nobody's ever heard of before and invent some new system Sometimes simple is best. A yeah. good example of that is when I was there just a month and a half ago, my son and I were walking around one of the resorts, and we see a cast member, one of their employees, um, riding a bike. 
and jump off of her bike. And in the little basket up front was basically a little shower caddy. And she's getting out of her bike and she's talking to us and she's, you know, waving and saying hi and very friendly. And I said, all right, so I've got to ask, are you just here to sanitize? And she said, since last July, that's what I do every day. She said, I ride this bike around the resort and she was cleaning off the handlebars at the pools and basically any frequent touch points. But there wasn't any advanced system. She didn't have a hazmat suit. She didn't have a big paint sprayer full of everything. <laughs> right. It was a bike. It was her. It was a small basket with her disinfectant supplies. And she said, I just ride around the resort and I stop at the specific spots I'm supposed to. And this is my job. And so there was <laughs> safety in simplicity mm. and it worked. Well, you know, and boy, I just think that's just kind of genius what you shared here, David, because because overthinking things is part of the challenge. And I had years ago, there was a speech I was quite fond of by, by a professor by the name of Dr. Mescon. And his whole point is he says, if you want to blow away the world, I mean, really, truly own the world and just completely shock everybody in your kingdom. First of all, the first thing you got to do is show up. And then he goes, and if you really want to make a mark, show up on time. And if you want to blow them away, show up on time dressed to play. And it was kind of like a graduation type speech that he was doing. And and, uh, it doesn't get more difficult than that. When when the the Disney says a park opens at 9, it opens at 845. And when it comes to to doing things, it's always about um, under-promising and over-delivering and making that moment. And that's not that hard. It's just a decision that somebody made. I think think you'd agree. Do you have any other examples of of some of the of the simple things that make it feel like magic? Well, I think some of the simple things are just knowing that you're going to get that consistent delivery and giving those employees that they call cast members that those expectations are made clear from day one. It's not something that happens on day 15 of training or after a few months in. From day one, the expectation to create happiness for their guests is made very very clear, and so. Uh, you know, you're walking down and you experience the lines and obviously they feel a lot longer during this, this pandemic time because of having to, to space people out in lines. But I think one of the simplest things they do is you'll notice whenever you go to get into a line, there is a cast member standing there yeah. uh, with, a, with, a, with a pole and a sign at the very top of it that says end of line. That is not very old. I mean, I would probably they were definitely using those somewhat on some attractions pre-pandemic. But those may only be, and I'm simply guessing here, those may only be four or five years old that they use that. Because before that, everybody who went during busy times had the frustration of rushing to a, to a ride, rushing to a roller coaster, and where's the line? Where's the line? And in that time that you're kind of floundering, looking for where the line ends and where you get in, you know, oh, I got in the wrong spot. I remember my family about a decade ago going, trying to get on Toy Story Mania at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And we got to, we walked to the wrong spot because we thought that's where the line started. And by the time we got to the other side, all of the fast passes were like three to four hours in the future just uh. by us not knowing where the line was for like 10 minutes. Wow. And so how, what, what do they do? They adapt. Extremely simple. Take the sign, hold it on the ground, tell people to get in it. But it's very clear. It communicates very easily, and you're good to go. Yeah, and again, not overthinking it, and not not making it a costly answer, but just coming up with some logical things. And I think part of that is what I always used to try to encourage people in business is to do the white glove test. So, for example, if I show up for the first time somewhere, I put on the white gloves and I take a look around. So. 
peeling paint is something that happens over years, and you walk by it as the owner uh, in your business all the time. But actually seeing it for the first time when somebody walks up into your business the very first time, they notice it. And so my, my question and challenge for people in business is to step back, put on the white gloves, and have a first-time experience to see what there uh, could be created and improved along the way. And you're helping us create and improve all kinds of things today, David. Thanks so much for joining us on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We're going to pay some bills and come right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. You found the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. Thanks again for tuning in to us and listening to us talk about all things Disney and all kinds of great service expectations and how to make them great. And, of course, our leader in all of this is David Zanola, who's a senior um, instructor at Western Illinois University and owner of Out the Door Travel Agency. And so, uh, David, in, the, in this process, uh, I mentioned just before we went to break of, about a white glove uh, concept for business owners. Do you have any reaction to that? Because I really think stepping back and getting a feel for your business is really important, especially if you're in the service business. Yeah, so that concept is actually kind of interesting as it relates to the Disney theme parks and the Disney company, really, because that idea, what you mentioned, has been practiced since the days of Walt Disney himself. And, and it's changed a bit in terms of how they execute it. But because you know, today, if I were to tell my children, I have a 15 and a half year old and a 13 year old and a, almost 10, they watched during the pandemic, they binged a lot of Undercover Boss. <laughs> right? And that's kind of the idea of Undercover Boss. I mean, it's obviously glamorized and a lot of it is, is, is staged in some ways, but that's the idea. Does that person know how their company's running? So back when Walt Disney was first running Disneyland, it wasn't open for very long. Uh, there's a story that, that one of my colleagues named Jeff Kober tells uh, that Walt Disney had heard that there was not some, there were some inconsistent experiences on the Jungle Cruise attraction out in Disneyland. Yeah. And so basically what he did one day is he boarded the Jungle Cruise and like led the Jungle Cruise, led the entire attraction so that the people who were leading it, the guides, could get an idea and a feel for pacing and where the jokes would hit and how fast to drive the boat. And then he got off and left, and a little bit later, weeks, days, I don't remember the exact amount of time, he came back and basically tested to see were they experiencing it in that same way. Think about that pressure of Walt Disney himself being in your Jungle Cruise boat. But the principle that was that is still pretty strong in the Disney company is walk in your guests' shoes. Do you experience the parks? Can you experience the parks in the same or similar way as your guests are going to, because how you think it should be running and how you think it should be designed to run is great, but how is it actually running? If I'm running a diner, I may think that this certain omelet is the best meal that I have, but have I tasted it? 
Have I actually ordered it to see what it's made for? And obviously in smaller businesses, that's going to be tough because everybody knows who you are. But the idea is, have you experienced your service delivery in the same way that your guests do? Because that can become very, very important. Right. Well, we always talk about inspect what you expect. And of course, I think that that's kind of an interesting uh, concept is to is to make sure that you just don't keep walking by and assuming everything's good. And, and part of it is also understanding the whys. I used to have a, um, uh, a gentleman that was in sales and he would always come out um, and he would ask if uh, Barb was taking care of you to the customer. And so Barb was our staff person in the outer area, and he would always always go out and make small talk. And that's some of the ways he started that. Well, part of what happened is that there was not an understanding of the handoff because he wanted to have an interaction with the customers in case there was another sales opportunity and to kind of meld and create a stronger bond and relationship rather than just let Barb handle it. Barb, on the other hand, felt that she was being challenged that maybe she she wasn't doing it right or or wasn't uh, uh, entrusted by the salesperson. And so there was an animosity there. So stepping back, understanding, and getting a bigger picture of what you're trying to get accomplished as a team is uh, really some powerful, powerful stuff. Now, interesting enough that you told a jungle boat story because I had heard uh, along the way about um, a jungle boat uh, person that apparently when this whole thing uh, ride was set up that it was supposed to kind of be uh, a serious ride through the jungle and that uh, there was one guy that was interjecting all kinds of jokes and Disney kind of saw that everybody was was saying no you go ahead until that guy's boat came up for the ride and they all want to try to get on that boat so so Disney jumped on the boat read, rode the ride and then when they did it with Disney on it the guy went back to the script and then finally, Disney walked up afterwards and said, "No, no, I want to, I want to hear the real script. Why, what you do when I'm not on here?" And then he went through and cut up everybody and made all these funny jokes. Do you think that's a wives' tale, or do you think that's actually true? Well, that's one of those interesting things too about those those stories in the early days of the Disney company. Is Disney's such a storytelling organization? Yeah. Uh, that you could probably hear 50 different stories of the Jungle Cruise. That one about Walt Disney riding it and, and kind of setting setting the stage or setting the expectation, that's a fairly common story that's been sourced numerous times. Now, again, since at that time nobody would have blogged or have taken notes, uh, we don't know exactly how similarly it is to happen. But the principle remains the same in the Disney company, that setting clear expectations for your employees is extremely important and knowing what they go through on a daily basis. Walt actually was known quite often. You know, He had an apartment in Disneyland in California above the fire station, <laughs> and it was common knowledge that there would be times when he would stay there that on the third shift when you know, all the guests were gone and there would be people painting and cleaning everything, that he would go out and he would serve the third shift people coffee and just mm. talk to them because wow. he said, what better way to know what's going on in my park and what's working and what's not working well than by talking about the people talking to the people who are running it? <laughs> right there, undercover boss, right in the old days, except he wasn't fooling anybody. So, wow, that's really good. Great stuff. I can't thank you enough for being with us, David. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Verser on the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back.
Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as chairman of the National Small Business Association and a business owner myself, I understand that when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. You can't afford lost data, lost customer information. That's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK, or find them on the Internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. You found the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network, and our guest today, of course, is David Zanola, who is a senior instructor for Western Illinois University and the owner of Out the Door Travel Agency. And so, David, you know, as we think about um, this last year, it's been it's been amazing. And uh, it feels like Disney has been able to keep their their head above water and and forge ahead. Did you did you find any um, things that they did that seemed to resonate with you in terms of doing the right thing and and really uh, coming up with some winning strategies? Yeah, I think operationally, the lesson that I kind of took from it as a business owner, but also to then share with business owners is there are going to be times where you need to adapt. You need to to, to tweak how you do what you do, but that doesn't mean that you're changing what you do, right? For example, uh, Disney has this, this motto, I mentioned it earlier, their mission statement is we create happiness. Well, when you then have to space out by six feet people that are not wearing masks, you have to cancel things such as character meet and greets, or you can no longer go up and hug Mickey and get a picture with Mickey right next to you or meet the princesses. Those are going to be things that make people happy. And so how do you still find ways for your guests, your customers, to interact with those characters that you think about when you talk about a Disney theme park? I mean, those are some of the, uh, the, the initial things that really drove people to, to Disney theme parks in the first place. How do you do that but in an adjusted way? And so Disney came up with something really kind of interesting. What they first started doing is just having these things called character cavalcades. And all it is is a fancy way to say we're going to play some music on the speakers on the street and down the street there's going to be a float or there's going to be a little you know open-topped car where there's going to be a few characters driving by real slowly and they're going to wave at kids and so all these 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 kids and these guests will stand on the sides of the street and they'll wave and then they started to adapt even more and said okay how can we do that but have a little more interaction and so now you will find completely random at times to us at times that are not announced where uh, you know Princess Anna from Frozen will be standing over in Norway in World Showcase at Epcot, and she'll be standing outside of this little door in a gated area where nobody can reach her, but she'll be talking to you and interacting with guests from a distance. So still making these young kids or adults, who knows, really excited and really happy to be interacting with their favorite princess, but due to a global pandemic, being able to do so at a distance. So happiness is still being created, but they adjusted how they were delivering on that instead of just saying, we can't, we can't do anything with characters. Let's just not even mess with that until things get back to pre-pandemic operation. Well, I think that's that's genius of you to bring that up because it is rethinking and re reimagining a kind of uh, uh, you know what what the current thing. Well, I guess we can't have parades anymore because everybody queues up. Well, wait a minute, somebody was bright enough to come up with a new idea, and you know the Princess Anna thing is a real deal. We were in Norway, and all of a sudden out comes Princess Anna, and word spreads around, and my little four year old uh, and mom took off like a bolt. 
and they barely got there, and, and she was leaving, but Anna stopped for the moment and turned around and uh, blew my granddaughter a little kiss, and it was just as magical as if she'd spent the morning with her. So, you know, these things yeah. are these things are really powerful. And I want to, for those that are going, why are they talking Disney all day long? These things are how businesses do things in an extraordinary way, how they surprise people and rethink what could happen if somebody put a little creativity into it and spun the spun the direction in a little different way. So I, I really I really love where you know we were sitting at the Brown Derby over at Hollywood, and all of a sudden. Donald Ducks out watering the plants in front of the place. I mean, come on, these are these are kind of fun for the little kids, but there's there's business experiences inside of all that, and that's part of what you help te- teach your teach your your students along the way, right? Is is uh, is try to point that out and relate it to what what that means for business. Yeah, I, I I try to show them no matter what their major is that simplicity and intentionality are extremely powerful in whatever you're doing, whether you're going to be a nurse, whether you're going to be in theater, whether you're going to be an engineer, uh, whether you're going to be in human relations, it doesn't matter, right? Making sure that your processes are simple, but yet you are very intentional about what you do and nothing kind of happens by accident. Uh, That is an important lesson to learn. And none of them may go work for Disney and none of their companies that they may ever work for will be anything close to Disney in terms of the brand recognition and the financial, you know, support that that the Walt Disney Company has. So that doesn't matter. You can be running a small advertising business of four people and still keep those same principles or a small little sandwich shop in your campus town. And the principles of being intentional and having a clear goal and giving clear expectations to your 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 uh, employees so that they can then deliver on the expectations you've set for your customers internal, external, you're good. Well, I know you don't like the word magic, but I'm telling you that really feels like magic because so many times it doesn't exist in small businesses because they're they're fighting up, uh, swimming upstream. They're doing all those things to stay in business, and they're focused on you know what the business is. But oftentimes they don't have a chance to think about what the business could be in terms of meeting expectations and blowing people away. So honestly, uh, David, I think you just really uh, every time we talk to you, I, I get inspired. Inspired by some of the the ways that you can help us take those magical Disney lessons and turn them into practical uh, applications that are not that magical, uh, but can be practical in terms of turning businesses around and making things really special. So you've made it really special here today. We've got one precious segment left. Uh, We'll be right back. And don't turn that dial. We'll be right here. Now hiring? Capital Area Michigan Works can assist you with your hiring needs, all at no cost. From large-scale hiring assistance to locating the right candidate for a hard-to-fill position, Capital Area Michigan Works is your resource. We offer creative solutions from career fairs to on-the-job training grants and scholarship programs to make sure you have the best and brightest employees. Visit our website at www.camw.org to learn more about how we can assist your business with its hiring needs.
This is the Michigan Business Network, and you found the Leadership Lowdown, and I'm having a great time here talking to David Zanola, who is with us, of course, the owner of Out the Door Travel Agency and a senior instructor at Western Illinois University. And part of what he does is has a class on Disney uh, and trying to pick apart their business acumen so that everybody understands how that, quote, magic is created. So, David, as we talk about this, I I wanted to – some of the things that that uh, I tried to uh, do when I took my family to Disney was to fly contrary to what the typical tourist does. And what I mean by that is, is uh, we had a particular day when we had to go to a will call desk and um, uh, to pick up some some paperwork over at Universal, and I suggested that you need to be there at least a half hour before that opens up, so you're in line, you can get your your stuff done and get on the way. And sure enough, uh, lots of things happened, but we didn't get there till quarter after. Then they had to walk to the place, find it, figure it all out. When it was all said and done, they were over an hour there, and the, and the arrangements were wrong. Um, because Universal uh, got the information wrong. And so it was just a complete uh, disaster of a day that we tried to make make the best we could out of. Part of what I think that I understand, especially out the door travel does, is, is, is take all that anti-tourist uh, concepts and say, let me help you do it the smart way. And so tell me about uh, some of the things that you do. And, and I can't believe it, but it's, but it's included in your, in your price. It's not, there's nothing extra. And everybody goes, well, nothing's free. Well, in this case, it's all included in the price you're paying, whether you do it as your own or whether you have an expert like you arrange it, right? Yeah, that's actually the biggest misconception and uh, the, the most common barrier that, that travel agents face is uh, people assuming that, like it would have been 30 years ago, you had to pay a travel agent a fee. But the, the bottom business line is is that the company, like Disney, uh, pays us to bring them business that the customer doesn't have to pay. And so for the exact same price to the penny as you would book a trip to Walt Disney World or a Disney Cruise online, that's the same price you pay with me, except to pull back an earlier analogy, uh, it's like having a local plan your trip with you the entire time. Oh, so I yeah. mentioned that, you know, a friend in New York City would say, here's where you need to go and here's where you need to go. The best part of that trip was when she said, hey, let me spend a few hours with you. I can actually take off of work early and let me show you around. And she <laughs> walked with us even after she had already given us, you want to start here. You want to make sure that you're on the Staten Island Ferry by this time. And she had basically built us a, here's how you want to to do New York like a local would yeah. to avoid a lot of the crowds. That's how I work with my clients that, tra- that travel with me, whether it's a cruise line, whether it's with Disney, whether it's with to Universal, somewhere else, is I you have my experience behind you for no extra cost, and it's like having a local of those Disney parks, which I feel like by now, <laughs> helping you plan and you don't pay an extra penny. Yeah, and I think that's extraordinary. And, I, and when you say to the penny, and I, and I think um, one of the things that I, I, I just want to ask about is, is sometimes you book things and then sometimes there's a cheaper rate that comes out afterwards, like a promotional rate. Can you sometimes help people find that rate when they might have missed it the first time? Yeah, specifically with Disney, actually, that's something that I do automatically. So if you're already booked with me and three months later a promotion comes out, I will check without even asking you. And it's a fantastic email to be able to send a client an email and say, guess what? Your vacation is now $540 less because a promotion came out and your rooms were eligible. Or 
Uh, I actually have a, a couple that is honeymooning right now. They got there yesterday, and they had booked their room at one resort, and a new promotion came out, and we were able to upgrade them to a deluxe-level resort for less than their previous moderate-level resort cost oh. because of a promotion. And that's one nice thing about Disney's pricing structure is you can apply those later, and I do that automatically without you even having to ask. I watch out for that stuff so that you don't have to. Wow, isn't that something? You know, and I think uh, I think that's the one the one uh, key thing when you when you consider this is that look, uh, I, I don't have time to do those kind of things. And of course, you have to think about that. What are other things I don't have time to master? Uh, I don't want to master electrician. I don't want to master plumbing. I don't want there's a lot of things that I hire an expert for and to think that I can do it online. Yeah, you can, but uh, why don't you uh, have somebody help you plan and create some really fantastic scenarios. And so part of what what I think uh, you know you guys do is um, is help people take some of the stress out of all that. And uh, David, before we run out of time, how, how do I how do I get a hold of you? How do we patch into your your uh, level of help and see if you're the right fit for the family? So the the easiest two ways would probably be you can either go on social media uh, onto onto Facebook and you can find me uh, at OTD for Out the Door with David. Uh, it actually will say Out the Door Travel with David Zanola, or you can just email me at david at otdtravel.com. I check both very often, and uh, it shouldn't be very long before you hear back from me. Well, hey, thank you so much. Man, you had, you had so much uh, information. Uh, really glad that you uh, took extra time to be with us again. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, we appreciate you. We're so glad to have you in our corner uh, as one of our show uh, experts. And if we have some other additional opportunity to talk Disney, I know I want to do it. And we definitely want to plan our Disney trips down there with you and Out the Door Travel Agency. Thanks so much for being with us, David. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vercherow. I look forward to talking to you next time.